Welcome to Consensus, a podcast from Census Technologies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Consensus, a podcast powered by Census Technologies. I'm your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for joining us here for another episode of the show. Today, we're going to be talking about the Sensitrack Data Analytics Productivity Dashboard. We're going to dive into what that is, why it's important, and we're going to talk a little bit more about why that's a thing to discuss on the podcast. So joining me here today is Seamus Johnson, Senior Director of Application Development at Census Technologies. Seamus, welcome. Thank you so much. Uh, Super excited to be here. Yeah, super excited to have you on the show today, Seamus. And we're also thrilled to be joined by Barry Fedaplace. He is the Chief Technology Officer at Census Technologies. Barry, welcome. Thank you, Tyler. Always a pleasure. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have both of you guys here on the show today. So, Barry, let's start off by taking a wide look at the industry in general right now. If you could give us kind of a, an overview of where things are at the moment, um, just uh, from, from your perspective, uh, give us a broad overview of the industry. Sure. I think if you, you take a step back and you look over the past few years, you know, the supply chain issues that everyone has dealt with, the uh, inability of workers um, sometimes to even show up, but certainly hard to source. Um, SPDs are really no different. You know, they're struggling. They're trying to get people in the door. Uh, they're, they're trying to be as efficient as they possibly can with the resources they have. So the, the struggle is very real there as well. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it's across the industry as well. I think every SPD I've ever spoken to, if you ask them, do you have enough people? Not once have they ever said, oh, yeah, we got plenty of people. Uh, they're always hurting for people. And on top of that, uh, the, you know, the hospital is not running its you know, maximum capacity in terms of OR rooms, typically. I mean, some hospitals are, but th- those are the outliers. And, and part of what's causing that is staffing shortages in SPD and nursing, anesthesiology. But uh, for us, it's, it's the focus is really on SPD. So with these staffing shortages and some of the things that we're seeing in that particular area, Barry, you know, how can departments use data to address some of these concerns, whether it's becoming more efficient uh, or uh, just utilizing the resources more effectively and efficiently? Well, you're, you're exactly spot on right there. It's understanding where am I at? How am I doing with the resources I have today? And, you know, short of just walking around, watching what everyone's doing all day, every day, um, which no one has time to do, uh, the next best method is to look at your data and understand how are we doing? How are we trending? Am I utilizing my resources to uh, maximum, maximum efficiency? Or are there areas that I could improve upon? And really, until you delve into that data and really understand, a lot of times it, it's a guesswork. Um, if you're a small SPD where you only have a couple of texts, maybe it's a little easier because you're right there, you're looking, you can see. But if you are a large facility or a large IDN and have multiple facilities, it becomes just that much more difficult to understand. You can't physically be in all those places to understand. So you have to have good, strong analytics um, to be able to understand the data. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Um, You know, if you can imagine running a department with 45 technicians, you know, it's it's impossible to do that, like Barry said, by just kind of being in the department. Um, those kinds of departments get asked to do all kinds of things, and it's really important to have the data to understand what you're being asked to do, what you're actually doing, and then align with the organization on, you know, what are the right priorities. So, you know, it, it, your staff's going to get pulled in a lot of different directions, um, all well-intentioned, 
but at the end of the day, um, it's the patient that matters, right? So you have to make sure that what you're doing supports the patient first. So Seamus, from your perspective and from what you've seen, what, what data do periop and sterile processing leaders really want to be able to see, right? As we talk about data, what data is most crucial for them to be able to have visibility on? So there's a couple different levels to it, but at the, at the high level, what's really important is being able to see everything that your department's doing, being able to see what your throughput is in terms of how many trays you're able to process for uh, the OR. And, uh, and that's, that's really uh, your capacity to support uh, the cases and support patients. Um, so there's a couple of things that can drive that. Uh, but at the at the top level, that's what they're looking for. What what is my capacity? My capacity per technician. What's my throughput? So Barry, when you know we 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 talk about this and we think about this, oftentimes data. Um, it's not easy to take data from just having this information and then putting it into action. So, what are the challenges for leaders around data in their department? What are you seeing as far as that's concerned? Yeah, it really comes down to the level of data fluency they have and the uh, even before that, the access to data. You know, mm -hmm. um, we have it internally, you know, it's, it's within our databases, it flows through the system, but getting access to that, even if we make it available, it's understanding, what am I looking at? What do I need to go and pull? We can create reports you know, that are, are very straightforward, but it's taking the data from those reports and turning it into something useful and actionable that doesn't require a heavy lift. Uh, too often, um, just assuming we've given customers access to data, they have to pull it out. They have to put it into something like a Power BI or Excel, and then they've got to spend hours oftentimes creating pivot tables and then saying, all right, what is it I'm seeing? And then can I trust that? How do I go back and uh, validate that what I'm seeing is real? And pretty soon they've gotten a long way away from what they're actually trying to do in their day job. Yeah. Go ahead, yeah. James. No, I was just going to add on to that. You know, that's a, that's a very technical and complicated task. It's mm -hmm. not part of, uh, you know, the core competency of somebody who's typically running a sterile processing department. Um, so the, it is it is a rare individual who can do that and do that well. Um, our, our goal here is to bring that level of insight and expertise to every SPD manager, really elevate that position. Yeah, absolutely. Making that, that data more accessible and more um, yeah, easy to disperse and utilize, I think, uh, makes a lot of sense. So, uh, Barry, then why is it important for SPD or, or periop leaders to, to measure data like productivity, things along those lines? What, why is that important data to have and to be able to measure? Well, I'll go back to what I said earlier you know, on the podcast, which is just looking at the last two years of the pandemic and how everything has been kind of compressed down and decisions are so critical to make. And really what it comes down to for these folks is being able to do more with less. Everyone's having to do that. And so I have to be as efficient as possible with the, the FTEs that I have, um, you know, because as, as Seamus said, you know, no one has enough resources, but when you go and ask for them, you really have to be able to justify that you need those. So we're trying to create the tools and the, um, the really the analytics that these SPDs can use to help make those determinations 
to uh, elevate them to the rest of the organization and say, I don't have enough people, you know, to meet the strategic objectives that have been given to me. I don't have enough FTEs based on everything that we know we're being as efficient as we possibly can. There's always room to tweak a few things, but you know, I can't get from here to there without having a few more people and having data and analytics that clearly showcase that unequivocally is what's going to help them move the needle. Yeah, Seamus. So follow up on that. You know, t- talk to us a little bit more about how measuring that productivity and knowing that you're making the most out of the resources currently at your disposal, what, what that information can do for these departments. Yeah, it's it's good. Good question. Um, so when we look at our customers' data and um, look at what we're able to measure with analytics, you know, like I said at the very top, we're looking at the throughput. How many trays are you able to process for the OR? What drives that is what Barry was talking about. And that's a lot of times it's going to be, you know, what are you spending your time on? Like if you break down all the time that the people in the department are working and figure out what they're actually doing, what you'll find is that an underperforming organization is spending relatively little time processing trays and a lot of time doing other things that they've been asked to do. Um, could be, you know, moving things around, doing rounds. It could be operating in an inefficient manner and losing time that way. Um, it could be taking things that are traditionally given to other departments and processing them in sterile processing. But all of that kind of saps that organization's capacity. And that's fine if that's a conscious decision that the hospital leadership has made and said, okay, we understand the trade-offs here. We're not going to support more capacity than you are. We're going to do these other things. But that's typically not what the organization wants. Typically, the organization wants and needs to drive throughput in the OR because that's what makes everything else in the hospital possible economically, right? So um, it, it, it happens that over time, well-intentioned, they have put more and more on sterile processing. And because there's no visibility to that, it just kind of, um, you know, it, they become a sponge for all of this extra work. And it ends up really sapping, uh, you know, throughput in the OR and, and holding the organization back. And ultimately, you know, it leads to things like burnout as you as you work people more and more overtime, a reduced standard of care for patients, you know, as people rush to try and keep up or, you know, cut corners from time to time to try and get things to the OR on time. Um, it, it really has a negative effect overall on the organization. So having visibility into what's going on down there and really granularly how are people spending their time? What is this department being asked to do? And then using that data to have those conversations, data-driven conversations with the leadership in the OR and make decisions. Where do we want to spend our time and resources? What's the right priority for this department? I think traditionally, um, the, the view of sterile processing hasn't hasn't taken into account how important that department is, how critical it is to patients and how technical the job is. Um, And and as a result, uh, I don't think uh, sort of broadly across the industry, um, our customers, I think our customers have really struggled to prioritize um, where they're spending their time and their effort in sterile processing as a result. I think it's really all about eliminating waste. And if you don't know where you're wasting time, where do you even start? So that's really the the crux of this is helping our customers understand 
what they're doing, when they're doing it, how long they're doing it, and then they can make informed decisions. Yeah. Yeah, from the OR's perspective, if sterile processing can't explain what, you know, where they're spending their time, then the OR looks and says, well, you know, this is what we need, get it done, you know, or tell me why you can't. But if you don't have the data, you can't say why you can't, right? Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. You know, and, and speaking of the data, Barry, you mentioned earlier just about the challenges that exist when it comes to, um, in the past, when it came to taking this data and creating tables in Excel and pivot, you know, pivot tables, all these sorts of things. Um, how does that data presented now um, as opposed to how it has been presented in the past? Great question. Um, for us, one of the things we like to talk about, even internally with our, our own dashboards that we use is we wanna be able to quickly, within five seconds, understand if we're winning or losing. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of the mantra that we had going into this is understanding um, you know, around the concept of productivity, how am I doing? It shouldn't take me 15 minutes of digging through tab after tab and looking at complicated charts and graphs to understand if I'm winning or losing. So we spent a lot of time working directly with our customers in a process we call VOC or voice of the customer to understand how do they want to see things? What makes sense to them? Because the last thing we want to do is make decisions for them on their behalf that this is how we think you're winning or this is how we think you're losing. We wanted to partner with them. So we show it in easy to uh, digest, uh, quick to digest uh, charts and graphs that uh, represent the data at a high level and put the most important things at the top. So we worked with a design firm to help us understand what are the most aesthetically pleasing ways to um, put the data on the, the screen for the users. And then we would test it over and over with our customers to make sure they could go in and look at a high level. How am I doing at the department level? Then can I drill down? Can I look at my tech level and understand? If I'm a large facility, can I see at a glance how um, all of my facilities within my organization are doing? So it's about putting the right data in the right context for what the uh, SPD manager or director is trying to solve. Yeah, so Seamus, tell us a little bit more about dashboards and kind of tell us about the the, the granularity of the data that people will be able to see, um, the interactive nature of them. Uh, talk to us a little bit more in, in depth about those dashboards. Yeah, so... Um, you know, ultimately, like we've been saying, this this is a this is a product to help our customers understand their productivity and improve productivity, right? By getting everything out on the table, seeing where they're spending their time, and so to do that, the best vehicle for that is is a, a visual vehicle, dashboards. Um, but to your point, uh, in order to get everything out on the table and see to the, you know, the, the, really the detail level where time is being spent, what's going on. Um, you know, we start with high level views, overviews of, of uh, you know, trends or week to week numbers. And then for each one of those visualizations, um, you can filter, sort, and then you can also drill down to the row level detail behind what's what's going on. So, you know, a default view, for example, might show you, um, you know, all the things that you processed over the last six months, but you can break that down and say, well, just show me, you know, for this particular activity, what's going on, mm -hmm. or for this tiny slice, or for this technician, what is it that this technician has done? And then let me drill into that and see, 
all of those different assemblies or location scans or peel packs they built, whatever it is that you're looking at down at the row level. Uh, and then again, with all that, you can you can take all that data and still export it out. Yeah, that's that's fantastic, and I think you did a a great job kind of explaining how that is laid out and and, and why it is the way that it is. And so, um, so Barry, let's let's kind of um, land here to talk about this for just a moment before we we start to wrap up the show. But how does Census's solution really allow people to utilize their data more effectively? Because at the end of the day, that's that's what we're trying to do, right? Is give people the knowledge that they need to enact this in an effective manner. Yeah, and I think we've really talked about it, you know, over the yeah. past 15 plus minutes here. It's it's about productivity, not just the productivity of the technicians, but the productivity and the the time uh, that the SPD manager or director takes to understand how they're doing. And we're trying to speed this whole process up. So um, we had one customer who it, it used to take, you know, hours and hours to go and prepare for a uh, monthly report. And now they can do it at a glance um, and take a few screen captures and have something within a few minutes. You know, so that's what's important to us is that we are letting the technology do the work for them and making their lives easier. So it's it's taking all the years of experience we have an understanding of our own data sets and making those insights readily available so the SPD manager or director can make the decisions based on their experience and not have to spend all that time pulling data, massaging data, uh, getting frustrated with data, et cetera. So it's, that, that's really our end goal is to help their quality of life as a leader uh, improve and let them just manage their departments. And Seamus, that that ability to quickly identify where there might be slowdowns or issues and, and things like that, and then to quickly make the changes and fixes necessary, that that pinpoint nature uh, of what people will be able to do with this solution, I think really speaks to the value that it can provide. Yeah, like I said in the beginning, there 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 are levels to the data that's provided here. Um, top level, again, looking at throughput, but to, to this point, um, there's a daily management component of this solution as well. It's something they can use on a day-to-day basis to understand how the department's running. And it's, like you said, to see where they're currently having challenges and where they need to make some decisions. Absolutely. I think that's that's a, a really good point, Seamus. And so uh, we, we've talked a lot at this point just about what this data is able to do and and how this is beneficial uh, for SPD departments. And so, um, guys, as we begin to wrap up today, I, I would love to hear from each of you just on what you hope people walk away with following this conversation. Barry, let's start with you. Um, any final thoughts, anything you want to leave the listeners with here today? I think it's just, you know, um, highlighting the fact that there is such a rich data set available uh, to our customers and that the power of data is something that they can harness to improve their lives, but improve the, the lives of their technicians and certainly uh, the patient. Because as Seamus has said multiple times, you know, it's, it's the patient that is at the core of all this. Mm. And uh, you know, using data and analytics to be able to make informed decisions is, is just going to improve their lives greatly. So we want to encourage that. We want to be their partner. And uh, we're just getting started. Seamus, final thoughts? Yeah. So, you know, I think the one thing that sticks out for me as I've talked to customers over the last couple of years about this topic is 
just how tough it is in sterile processing. They're, they're getting squeezed every day, and it's and it's getting harder every day to find qualified technicians who want to work in sterile processing. Uh, they're being squeezed to do more with less, and that is really, really difficult. So for anybody out there who's listening to this, I highly encourage you reach out to your client manager and take a look at this because this really can help you. Uh, uh, to to turn that around, um, and and that's my hope is that we can make a real impact on on this industry, um, really help our customers out in this regard. Excellent, excellent stuff. Seamus Johnson, Barry Fetterplace, guys, thank you so much for joining us here on this episode of Consensus and talking a little bit more about the SensorTrack Data Analytics Productivity Dashboard and the benefits that just having this data at your fingertips can provide. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Absolutely. And everyone out there, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Consensus. For more, you can uh, check out previous episodes of the podcast and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to stay up to date with the latest. You can also visit census.com for more information about everything we talked about today or to reach out if you have questions and want to learn more. But for this episode of the show, we are going to sign off. So thank you again so much for joining us today. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes. But for this one, for Barry and Seamus, I'm Tyler Kern. We'll talk to you next time.